There we go. I'm handling the drink all by myself here. <laughs> but, uh, hey, welcome to Beer with Buffy slash L with Angel slash Fuck Joss Whedon today. Yeah. Episode. Um, the, today, we'll be reviewing Joss Whedon's fuckery. Yes. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And uh, fuckery abounds. Yeah. I don't know if you've all been keeping track of the news, but holy shit. I mean, okay, it's not technically super new news. I mean, it yeah. kind of is, but what his his wife, Kai Cole, she put out a letter a couple of years ago calling him a big stanky hypocrite, and yep. he cheated on her and stuff, and, you know, that was shitty. It definitely made me look down on Joss Whedon a bit more, but I still ultimately was like, that's kind of you know his own personal business if he cheats on his wife that doesn't yeah you can still have feminist ideals and be bad at relationships but we're gonna get everybody a little caught up to speed on why josh whedon is a gaslighting fuckbag and should be denounced by all people yeah so the the cliff notes version of everything going on if you're listening to this way way after the fact is very recently there was some issues with the actor who played Cyborg in the movie, uh, the Justice League movie. Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, yes. He's come out saying that there was a lot of abuse coming from Joss Whedon uh, towards him and other actors. And this didn't even pop up in my radar at the time. But uh, shortly thereafter, Charisma Carpenter tweeted a lengthy telling of things that she has gone through in a lot of detail describing a harrowing tale yeah of being called fat and passive aggressively threatened her to fire her on a regular basis just all kinds of shit that rang a little too close to home for the kind of shit that i have to deal with in uh blue collar america yeah and it just rides all the way on up the ladder into top tier show business yeah but after she had tweeted this um michelle trachtenberg came to aid in the weight of the statement by adding in that she had also witnessed a lot of abuse and uh very pointedly said that on set joss whedon was not allowed to be alone in the same room as her so we don't exactly have huge details on that that we don't know if that's a rule that she set or that other right. people set for her, but it was definitely a known rule on set. Joss Sweden does not get to be in the same room alone with Michelle Trachtenberg, yeah. who was, in fact, only 15 at the time Yeah, during and season five, during the filming of season five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This was also followed up by Sarah Michelle Geller stating that while she was not going to say any specifics, she's mostly just focused on her family. She fully supports uh, what Charisma Carpenter was saying. And Michelle Trachtenberg. Yep. And, you know, by proxy, Ray Fisher. Yeah. It was a big old pileup of a ton of different Buffy alumni. We've got Amber Benson backed him up. Eliza Dushku backed him up. Anthony Stewart Head, even though he doesn't actually remember and didn't personally experience any of this abuse, which has its own set of implications, yep. uh, he's still like, I completely support them, and holy shit, I'm so sorry that that happened to them. Yep. 
because he's an amazing human being and Mm -hmm. that would have that would have tipped the fucking scale for me if he wasn't right um either Uh, that or he's just smart enough to know what not to say right now on uh james marsters also uh said that he he backs them up as well he did and i actually went down kind of a rabbit hole with a couple of interviews of his uh that he's expressed and i did not realize this before before yesterday that he's expressed some issues with how some topics were handled on the show who james marsters yep james marsters in particular the infamous bathroom scene that will be coming up in season six of buffy which we will get to when we get to okay i don't want to discuss that now yeah because i don't know which one you're talking about it's uh it's a big deal even one of the writers of firefly came out to talk about some other toxic behavior i don't remember specifics do you no, I don't. I don't remember. There, basically, what it all comes down to is Joss Whedon is a piece of shit human being, and casually, honestly, casually cruel is what Jose Molina was saying. Yeah, casually cruel, casually cruel, huge misogynist, ironically yeah. or hypocritically, and last but certainly not least, very possibly a fucking pedophile. Yeah. So. We just really felt that it should be important for us to to say on recording why it is that we're going to continue this show, uh, why we feel we need to continue this show. We wanted to open up a forum to tentatively say, please, like we we've always said, hey, come talk to us about Buffy. But and no, really, with like we've already started a big conversation thread in Twitter about this. Yep. Or rather, somebody else did, and we've participated yeah. heavily. One, one of our fans brought this to our attention, um, actually, right before we probably would have found it ourselves. Yeah, but this is definitely one of those things where, literally, you, I'm looking at you, any of you, if you have any issues, if you think we've mishandled anything or missed anything, we actually fucking want to know, and we will discuss this ad infinitum with you. Yes, please. Um, I've been accepting... Well, not really personal texts, but our Beer with Buffy phone number is open. Yes, um, yes, Text please. it. Please leave us a voicemail. We're not going to air it, but we will answer you. Yes, we will answer. <laughs> because this is the, this kind of shit needs to be talked about. And there's there's no room for misstepping for anyone here. Right. And we, we want everyone to feel heard. Uh, we want everyone to know uh, why this is wrong, but why it's also still wrong to turn our backs on Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Angel as works of art. Yes. And in that, we we wanted to each say a little bit about our personal reasoning behind this. Um, personally, I when we first originally talked about the doing this podcast, the idea of talking about a show that I love obviously was a big part of it. But I also, I remember saying pretty plainly in the beginning that uh, I wanted to look at Buffy, this feminist, iconic 90s show, late 90s show, from a modern feminist progressive viewpoint, dissect it and really figure out, well, is this show as progressive as it seemed at the time? And we've called out all sorts of bullshit that we've seen in the show, in the writing, in the scenes, in the, how the characters are acting. 
and you know we plan fully on continuing to do so and i personally feel that this aspect of it the what really is obviously virtue signaling from joss whedon is is an important part to discuss because when you when you look at how he has portrayed himself as this feminist icon this man who's on the side of women and then turn around and he's actually this narcissistic fucking creep. Mm-hmm. That's virtue signaling at its finest. You know, it's, hey, look at me, look at me. I'm so awesome. I'm doing this great thing as a way to hide his awfulness. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think if anything, now, while some of our fans have already mentioned this, and I've seen several people throughout the Internet mention this. How there's this feeling of betrayal and, oh, we can't love this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think quite the opposite. We should celebrate this show still and fucking take it from him. Absolutely. It is going to cast a dark-ass shadow over it. It is never going to be the same oh, watching. definitely. There's, there's no... You can't unsee it. You can't unhear it. We know things now that we didn't know before. Yep. And... It's a sad reality, but those things, those elements behind the scenes were never not there. Right. I can't help but keep thinking about the movie Milo and Otis, one of my uh, favorite beloved childhood films about uh, an orange cat and a pug dog. That And I loved that stupid movie when I was a kid. Come to find out, they went through like a solid... Seven or eight Milos and 14 or 15 Otises. No, other way around. Because it was such a animal cruelty heavy movie that a lot of the stunts they did actually hurt the animals and often killed the animals. And it's kind of the same fucking thing here. It's really fucked up. And uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this because I don't watch that movie anymore because it's basically a big old dog cat snuff film. Well, I think the 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 deeper point there is is just because you learned that something so dear to you in your childhood turns out to be awful doesn't undo those memories. No. It, it doesn't undo how how dear you held that. But in that same light, nothing nothing we have in nostalgia is what it was. There's the saying that you can't go home. And yeah. that's just that's true. And it's the deeper meaning behind that saying is if you revisit a show or a book or a movie that you loved in your past, it's not the same. You can't revisit it. You're a different person. The person you are today viewing the thing is not the same. And while the truth of the matter is from now on, the person I am who views Buffy or, or Angel or my absolute favorite TV show ever, Firefly, now knows more truth. And that is an unfortunate event. It is. And I think it's unfortunate that it took nearly 20 years for almost the entire cast within a one or two day span to come forward and say that the creator, the writer, the director of so many of the episodes of this show was in fact a cruel asshat. Yeah. But I think it's fitting that people who represent this show and 
Also, by the way, yes, remember that Joss Whedon is not the only one that represents this show. He may have started it. He may have created it. But there was so much more good that came out of it in the long run. Yeah. Joss Whedon can go fuck himself and we're taking his ball and we're going home with it. Yep. To the home that we can't go to. (laughs) But also, I think it's fitting that the Buffy cast is living up to the precedent that the show set for progressiveness. Yeah, Because it's very important that we keep calling out abusive, toxic behavior on people in positions of power, especially in the entertainment industry where they're especially untouchable. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, yeah, it's hard enough to call people out on that shit in, you know, normal work environments, but the entertainment industry is a whole other fucking ball game because they have discrimination built into the job descriptions. Yeah. John Green, author, I follow him and his brother on YouTube. They've been doing YouTube for a really long time, and most people know john green through his writing he's a best-selling author he's the author behind the fault the fault in our stars which became a pretty big hit movie paper towns and looking for alaska are all shows and movies now as well so uh in one of the videos that i watched went back and watched recently he he states how a book that he's written the moment he's done writing it the moment it's off to the publisher is no longer his. Mm. It stops being his. And the book that his readers love is not the book that he wrote necessarily. Just because a creator has made a piece of art, that art becomes bigger than it was. It is reflected in the views of the, of the person looking at it. It means something different to every person. It grows beyond that initial thought. And that's what I think we have to focus on here, where Joss Whedon is a piece of shit of a fucking human being, but... And we damn damn well need to make sure that he sees some consequences for his actions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, But in that same line, there are other writers on the show. There are producers who have had input there's the moment the page is written and it goes to the actor and then it becomes something completely different from there yeah and then after that then it goes out to the fans and there's people like us who analyze it and dissect it and you know turn it into one thing and then there's the fandom who cosplays and writes fan fiction and turns it into a completely other thing And it grows and it grows and it changes. And by the time any of us have this thing in our lives, it is something far beyond anything that Joss Whedon had a hand in. And while it is important that we acknowledge that he he was there and he's a shitty person and that's part of it. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than that. It absolutely is. And... This is going to sound callous at first, but I want you to bear with me until you see where I'm going with it. There's always been this saying, there always will be this saying, you have to make sacrifices for your art. And it is deplorable and nauseating and gut-wrenching that 
so many actresses had to have their self-esteem and their self-images and their self-worth torn down and possibly even children had their physical safety endangered on the set of making this show. And yes, the, the cost absolutely is too high, but it happened and it contributed to making you know, it was it's like sacrificing a goat on an altar. Huh. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna help me dig myself out of this hole in just a moment. <laughs> okay. It's it's disgusting, but I think it's part of what made this show so goddamn good. And I'm not in any way condoning that. I'm not saying we need to abuse all of our actors to make sure that we get good TV shows. You're right. I can dig you out of this. So, scandal, abuse, sexism, narcissistic assholes, they aren't new to Hollywood. No. They're not new. Joss Whedon, dropping the fucking bucket, buddy. Especially since the Me Too movement and the last couple of years. Like, Hollywood is just fucking crawling with this disgusting heap of human waste. Yeah. I never in a million years thought that I would hate Kevin Spacey. Right? But, man, did they make that turnaround really fast. But in that same line, you know, it's impossible, impossible to avoid it. It's in the past. It's there. We can't change what has been made. Yeah. And this time, we don't have one specific face to lay all the blame. Well, we... We do, and it's Joss Whedon. But in terms of the show, right? Um, like we can say, yeah, we're not going to watch any more movies with uh, Kevin Spacey in them because uh, fuck Kevin Spacey. I, there aren't really that many good Kevin Spacey movies anyway. But are we all going to give up Buffy the Vampire Slayer over this? Well, I don't. I don't want to. I'm never going to be able to look at it the same way again. And it's going to be a hard trudging road with a dark overcast shadow over it for a long time to come, but I am damn well going to try to continue loving these shows. Well, and what it comes down to is the past is the past. As you grow, you learn that the things you love are probably not as golden as you once thought. And we can't change that. We can't undirty the past. But what we can do is shape the future and make choices based on what we've learned from this. I'm not going to stop loving Buffy. I'm not going to stop loving Firefly and Angel. But I sure as hell am going to avoid anything Joss Whedon does in the future. Absolutely. Same as I'm going to avoid anything Kevin Spacey does. Because people like this don't deserve our patronage. People like this don't deserve the platform that they have. They just don't. This is this is the purpose of people coming out like this, is now we can teach Joss the lesson he needs to learn in the only way that assholes like this can understand. Their fucking wallet. Yep. Next time he gets announced as being the director for something speak out not to mention he's gonna have a hell of a time getting any good talent to work with him ever again oh yeah you know if he if he gets called for the next fucking marvel movie speak out 
say, no, I don't want him to direct that movie. And you know what? Big ass companies like fucking Disney are going to be like, well, you know what, Joss? Fuck you. Because we want money. I want his career to be as dead now as Michael Richards and Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, frankly, I think he deserves it tenfold more than either of those men. Anyway, wow, regardless of all of that, they still deserved to take massive hits to their wallet, but they didn't technically do anything illegal, so we can't put them in jail for it. Right. But, no, Whedon's been getting away with uh, far too much horse shit for his entire life, apparently. And so, in that vein, from this point on, on, on Beer with Buffy, on Ale with Angel, we both promise that... We're, we're no longer going to be looking at this show from a Joss Whedon fanboy fucking viewpoint. That 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 ship is done. That, yeah. Like, we are done with that. We definitely sang his praises more than once, and we, we had no idea. We knew about his wife thing. I didn't really know details. It seemed like a none-of-my-business kind of ordeal. Anyway, yeah. Any and all Joss worshipping, absolutely dead. And we're going to continue looking at this show in the same critical eye that we've been looking at this show and honestly maybe even more so absolutely um this really only gives us more platform to do what we set out to do yeah uh, and more cause and in all honesty in my eyes adds more importance to this yeah you should always 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 look at the art that you view and consume with a critical eye. Always. It's important to look past what the fucking market shows us and what the, the fucking ads say. Hey, check this out. If a show says, hey, this is a feminist show, look critically at that. Look past what the, the copy says. Look into it deeper. And I personally promise to do that better from now on me too and that's that's what's important here we take the reality of the situation of a of a past that we cannot change and we use that to inform our future choices and in the end we don't allow someone like joss whedon to take away by their just pure shittiness we don't allow them to take away something that we loved yes also for all of you guys out there beating yourself up for liking Buffy the Vampire Slayer and now feeling any amount of shame and guilt about it. And don't get us wrong. We totally understand and we feel a, a good amount of that ourselves. Yeah. But on that note, in that vein, stop it. Yeah. It's not your fault. You didn't do it. Nope. And there's no point in throwing away all of the hard work that... Charisma Carpenter, Michelle Trachtenberg, Amber Benson, Sarah Michelle Geller, that all of them put into this show. And they're all still extraordinarily proud of their work. Yeah, as, as Sarah Michelle Geller said, that she will always be proud to be associated with Buffy as a character, but has no desire whatsoever to be associated with Joss Whedon. Exactly. I shared a post on Twitter, originally by Claire Willett, and I think she summed it up really well by saying, The problem isn't that Buffy meant something to you. It's how your love was used by both Whedon and the system enabling him to ensure he kept getting free passes. 
And if you want to see that whole thread, go ahead and get on Twitter. I've shared that post, or you can just go to uh, Claire Willett. It's at Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E-W-I-L-L-E-T-T. And she's got an amazing thread on that. Actually, fuck it. I'm just going to read the rest of it. I've seen so much of this with Rowling, too. The emotional experience that existed between you and a piece of art or media can continue to be important to you, even if the person who created it turns out to be trash. And that's still not your moral failing. When nostalgia is weaponized to protect terrible people, it's the people turning your emotional experience into a weapon who you should be mad at first, not yourself. At least that's my opinion. We can interrogate things after getting new information without shaming our past selves. It's objectively true that, like J.K.R., Whedon had been largely shielded from consequences because there is so much power in being seen as the creator of a genuinely culture-changing work of art. But that's a systemic problem. It's not the fault of every teenage lesbian in the 90s. My super wise girlfriend once said to me, this is still Claire Willett talking, just in case anybody's lost on that, in relation to a total clusterfuck on a different TV show, quote, all the wrong people are hurting in this situation, end quote. And I think all the time about how frequently that's true. Exactly. And in the end, we can just do better at supporting the artists that deserve it and paying attention to the system in place that brings that art to us. This sucks, but we need to cheer on Charisma Carpenter. Yes. We need to cheer on Michelle Trachtenberg um, so that this show can actually do the amount of good that it should have done in the first place. Yeah. Because they're the ones in positions of power now. Yeah. And the student can become the teacher. Yep. And I think that's pretty much all I got to say about it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I guess we couldn't get out of this without at least one reference. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like we said at the beginning seriously get in touch with us let us know how you feel do you think we should keep reviewing buffy the vampire slayer and angel how do you feel about that do you think you can continue watching buffy the vampire slayer and angel personally just for funsies sit and watch the show listen to our podcast and do you think you can ever get over it I don't know. I think, personally, now the healing can begin with the people that have been harmed. Yep. Now that they're finally coming out and shining a light on their abusers. And that doesn't feel like it right now, but I think that's something to be celebrated. But we legitimately want your opinion. Yeah. You can give us a call and leave a voicemail at... 269-743-0783. You can text that number as well. You can always... Email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. Uh, you can message us uh, on Twitter, uh, a direct direct message on Twitter, or you can do the same on Facebook. Yep, um, we're at Beer with Buffy on Twitter, just Beer with Buffy or Beer with Buffy group on Facebook. And reach out to us. Let, let us know if you just feel that it, it can't be done or that it shouldn't be done. I, I would love to understand your point of view. It's important to me as a creator, to Josh as a creator, to this show. I, without our listeners, what's the point? This is fun and all, but we're not doing this for us. We want this to be your place, your safe space, as well as it is for us. Absolutely. Also, I want to throw a big stanky disclaimer out there that 
The next two episodes, episode 119 and 120, have already been recorded. So we're going to yeah. sound a little more bright and cheery than we would have otherwise. Yeah, they were recorded before this all happened, uh, before we knew any before the initial tweet that started off this. And we're going to put out that disclaimer in as many different places as we can. So, but you heard it here first. Yeah. So I don't know how to close this out. I think that's that's all there is. Yeah.